coach for the University of Nebraska Kearney today. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, we appreciate it. We're diving a little bit of your story and just kind of share about how you got to where you are today and, and some things you faced. So you want to kind of share your upbringing a little bit? Yeah, uh, I was the military kid. Um, I was born in Bellevue, Nebraska, and then uh, my dad got orders, so we moved to Texas for a little bit, and then obviously came back to uh, uh, to Bellevue uh, when he got another set of orders. Um, I played my high school ball at uh, Bellevue West under Coach uh, Doug Woodard. Um, I always knew kind of as a kid that that was the coach I wanted to play for. Uh, my dad used to take me to games back in the day with, you know, when Coach Woodard was just getting out. I think Josh Dosler was like a freshman. Uh, they had a really good guard called, his name was uh, Zach Fortune uh, that played at Iowa State. And uh, I kind of modeled my game after him. Uh, and he, he tragically passed in a, in a car accident um, as well. Um when he was at Iowa State, but when he was at Bellevue West, that was kind of like my idol and kind of who I wanted to be like, if that makes sense. Um, I ended up uh, choosing to uh, commit to Creighton going into my sophomore year of uh, high school. Uh, Dana Altman did a good job uh, recruiting me, and so did uh, Darren DeVries, who is now the head coach at uh, Drake University, and I uh, got to Creighton, and you know, freshman year is freshman year. I mean, it's ups and downs. <laughs> you're trying to, you're trying to figure it out. You were really good in high school, and now you can't put the ball in the basket. <laughs> You've got so much time on your hands that you think you have because you're not in uh, classes all day. But then you kind of figure out, well, uh, let's call it kind of all piles up on you. So freshman year was kind of rough, and by sophomore year, I kind of figured it out, and then took off. Um, by soft going into my junior year, Coach uh, McDermott had came in and took the job when Coach Altman left. Um, so that was a quick transition, but it was awesome because I got to learn from so many different coaches, different styles of play, different coaching methods that now I use today. Um, so it was kind of a blessing in disguise to kind of be under two good coaches like that. Um, after that, I was fortunate enough to go play professionally. I did it for five years. Um, I was in Madrid, Spain, uh, Geneva, Switzerland, uh, Amsterdam, uh, played a little bit in Turkey and in Mexico. So kind of seen the world. Um, I always knew I wanted to coach. Um, going, I would say about two months before, maybe a, actually it was about two weeks before I was headed back to my, my sixth year. Uh, was working out in a workout, ended up breaking my ankle. <laughs> Um, in a workout unexpected I was supposed to leave in like two weeks to go back over and at that time I was like well you know I always knew I wanted to get in, in, into coaching and so that's kind of what I did uh, I spent two years under coach uh, Woodard coaching with him uh, I think that we won state the two times with like uh, Malik uh, um those guys Kate Johnson all those guys um, that are now on and gone but um, and then I left and I did GA that under uh, Ben Limbach, who was still there. He was a great coach, learned from him. And then I went to uh, Pitt State here in MIA and uh, finished my GA under uh, Coach Muff and then Coach Kim Anderson, who was the head coach at uh, Missouri before he came there. 
And then uh, now I'm in Kearney and off and running. <laughs> so Awesome. So like growing up playing basketball, were you always like the best player or the, was there a time where like, man, I don't know like how I'm going to do in basketball? Yeah, no, there was a time where I, I wasn't the best player, but I, you know, when I was a kid, it was, it was kind of different. I played all type, you know, I played soccer. I played football. Um, I played a little, I did track. I played baseball, you know, I kind of played everything. And I was just a competitive kid. I really didn't know who was really the best or not the best. I just liked to win. <laughs> so I think um, maybe as I got, you know, towards middle school, and you start to figure out, man, there's some other kids that are pretty good. Um, but I think my love for just sports in general and my competitiveness kind of made me work to maybe get better than maybe guys that were better than me at that time. Would you recommend to kids to play other sports and not like not play one sport? Yeah, growing up, you know, young, I'd play everything. I mean, I wouldn't focus in on one one sport. Maybe you don't like that sport. Maybe maybe you got a love for, you know, being a wide receiver. Maybe you got a love for being, you know, a forward in soccer. Maybe maybe you can hit the ball. Maybe you're a shortstop, you know. Um, I think it, it rounds you as an athlete to see other things in other sports. Um, I think it rounds you as a person um, and, and lets you grow when you see other sports. And the best thing for me is, you know, now when you watch, you know, FIBA, you watch soccer, right? or you watch gymnastics or you watch baseball, you got a better appreciation for what these dudes are really getting done. You know, I think it's crazy when some people say, you know, if you're athletic in basketball, you know, you, you could go catch a ground ball in baseball. Well, yeah, that's not happening. Right. <laughs> so I think it gives you an appreciation uh, for other sports, appreciation for other athletes, um, appreciation for other people just as a whole. So so talk a little bit about, so you said you were in Bellevue, you moved to Texas, and then back to Bellevue. Uh, how old were you, and just what was that like? Was I mean, were you so young, you are just like, all right, let's yeah, go wherever. I was, I was, I probably had finished third or fourth grade, um, and we moved, and obviously you're, it's the military, but, you know, you're used yeah. to seeing friends go, and it's kind of a revolving door in the military, um, which you meet a lot of people, but at that age, I was just like, no, dad, as long as they got, you know, I, as long as they got a football and a hoop and some soccer, I don't, you know, we, we can go anywhere. So it didn't really affect me at that time. Um, I just wanted to play sports. <laughs> so. So in high school, um, I looked up, did you really, so you scored like over 40 points one game, right? Did you ever score? Yeah. Like, like you scored 47 was, is that right? Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but one of those times in high school. So. Do, you, do you kind of remember that game? Were you just like in a zone that uh, – Yeah, I think it, I think I was. I mean, I remember who we played. I think it was Burke, and we were at home. And it just was one of those days where it was, it was rolling. Um, kind of felt like you were in the backyard playing with your boys, and you just, you just kind of got it going that day. What was it like? Um, so you went to Creighton. I'm sure you were recruited by some other schools. What was that process like? And you got any funny stories of coaches like calling you in the middle of the night or something like that? Uh, 
I went on maybe four or five visits. Um, I had uh, looked at Creighton. Creighton was heavy on my list just because it was home and I was really familiar with uh, Coach Altman and, and uh, Darren DeVries. And uh, Texas was always like my dream school to go to. Um, so the recruiting process, I kind of just went through it and kind of traveled where I needed to go to check out the best spot. Um, the only kind of hiccup or I guess fun times, but it was kind of crazy for me at the time is I had committed um, and then Coach Altman had left and took the uh, Arkansas job. And so I knew I wasn't going to go to Arkansas. So at that time I had, I had an offer from Texas. So I was told Texas, like I'm coming um, that maybe that afternoon. And then I remember coach called me late that night and said he was coming back. And so everything was kind of up in the air uh, for about 48 hours. So uh, coach Rick Barnes was there at that time at Texas uh, I loved my visit there. Um, Kevin Durant would have been a freshman that year on my visit. Matt Hill, uh, who played at Lincoln Southeast, was uh, roommates with uh, Kevin Durant. So those two were my host. Got to go to a Texas football game when Colt McCoy and Shipley, when they had that thing rolling. So yeah. I, I was all longhorn <laughs> ready to go yeah. uh, with Coach Bounce. So, yeah. Um, but the recruiting process process is it was it was good I don't think it was crazy stressful for me I just kind of uh, went through the process and, and and chose the best for me so yeah experiencing that I mean going with staying with Durant and Matt Hill going to a Texas football game when they're rolling I mean that would as an 18 17 year old kid seeing that it's like how am I not gonna go oh yeah <laughs> no it was it was pretty awesome I had a had a great time great experience um, and that, like I said, that was my dream school. The only thing that was kind of not scary, but overwhelming for me, I'm like, Austin is so big. Like, there's so much to do. There's so much distraction. Like, man, I don't know how I'm getting anything done academically <laughs> while I'm here. So. so as a coach now, what do you think about, like, the NIL and, you know, players just facing adversity? Because, like, now if they're not playing, they can transfer whenever. So what do you think about that as a coach? Yeah. I think it's just kind of the generation that we're, that we're going to. Uh, I think, you know, I is awesome. Um, I think uh, players that deserve it should be able to reap the rewards. I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, the transfer rule is kind of how it is. And I think there's two maybe different aspects to look at the transfer portal, you know, back, you know, then it's, you know, if you didn't, you weren't getting playing time. You fought it out. You know, you you found out a lot about yourself as a person, um, and you went through a little bit of adversity. Well, now you know you can transfer, and some kids they they continue to transfer and transfer and run from competition, um, which is probably not the best because when you get in real life, that's 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 what the world is: competition and fighting it out, going through adversity. And on the other hand, I think you know. There, there is some good to the transfer portal. You know, some coaches just don't fit, you know, that kid or they don't coach him, you know, the way they should be coached. And sometimes it's just not a good fit. So I think there's two different aspects to the transfer portal. The, the NIL, I think, is, is perfect. I have no problem with that. 
how do you guys handle the transfer portal stuff at, at UNK with all that? I'm sure you guys use it or, yeah. or what was that like? Yeah, uh, I mean, we've always been kind of that traditional program who's, uh, you know, try to get the high school kids and, and, and build them to by the time they're sophomores or juniors, they're really good for you. In the past two years with the portal hidden, you can't do that in our league anymore. Um, you, you've got to go and get transfers and you got a guy, got a guy, have guys from the portal. So this year is the first time we have transitioned to, we've only got three high school kids on our, on our team. Everybody else is transfers. Wow. Um, and the transfer portal and the league that we're in has, has dictated that. And it's unfortunate for high school kids right now that are trying to get recruited because they just kind of got the short end of the stick. And the bad part is, is the transfer portal is not going anywhere. It's just going to get bigger and bigger. And now with NLI, it's it's just going to grow. So that's kind of my kind of how our program's taking the step. I think we took the step this off season, and then when we brought in, when usually we're getting, you know, seven or eight high school kids, we've only got three. Everybody else is transfers. So, so like during your playing career. Was there ever a moment where you faced some really tough adversity and it really taught you a lot about yourself as a person? Yeah, I would say, I mean, freshman year, I I got to a point, I mean, I sucked. I was bad. Hmm. I just, you know, you 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 used to being so good and now you get you're 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 in a you're on the court with guys that are everybody's good, right? Hmm. And now what are you gonna do to separate yourself day in day out and and on top of that you're dealing with school work so I went through probably half a semester where I was just bad right everybody's expecting you to be pretty good you're not playing well um and I had a choice to make you know you, you either get yourself off the ground and 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 pick pick up pick yourself up and decide you're gonna fight or you can go the other way and it's a poor me and 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 you blame you know other people for what you're not getting done uh, or, or kind of the poor me's. Um, and I, I had a, my dad had a friend um, who uh, his son was in the children's hospital, I think that year. And he was, he was battling um, some issues and I, we had went up to see him as a team. My dad had set it up and I had spent some time with this uh, individual and that, that, really shed some light to me um and i think kind of helped pick me up in that that's that time or situation right you know here you are as an 18 year old kid you're struggling on the court you're struggling in the classroom well now you go and spend time with a guy who's fighting for his life right that's a little different perspective mm -hmm. so i mean spending time with him really took the poor me aspect out of it uh, you know, when maybe 18, you're like, man, I'm not playing well, you know, oh, man, poor me, this sucks, I can't, you know, spending time with him was like, dude, what, what are we really talking about here? Mm -hmm. You got a, you got a kid here that's fighting for his life day in, day out, every hour, and you're on scholarship, you, you eat three squares of meal, people treat you right, you play in a big arena, um, you get to walk to class every day. You get to go out on Fridays and Saturdays, be a true college kid. What's there to really complain about? 
So that aspect really helped me kind of figure out what's what's really important in life and kind of got me going in the right path through that adversity time. And there's times, you know, things don't go right. And it's life. Never, everything's not going to go smooth sailing. And I still look back or look at certain situations where I've visited a nursing home or I've visited people that have been dealing with things. And it always shines a light on. Do you really have it that bad? You know, it, it, is it really that hard to make somebody else's day a better day? Uh, rather than consuming yourself with a coffee maker didn't work this morning, uh, you know, you, you don't like your boss or, or you know, it, it's raining outside. You, maybe, you know, you got in a fender bender. There's bigger things in life and there's bigger things that people are fighting uh, for every day. And I think if people would just get out of that, uh, that mindset of me, 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 poor me, and really see some aspects that I got to see as a kid, the world would be a much better place, not just athletics, but overall. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Putting yourself going and going and seeing those things makes you really open your eyes and how thankful we are to be able to move our body, talk, breathe, you know, taste. It's a little thing, man. It's great. No question. No question. So, you know, going through that experience, you know, like, you know, we wouldn't know. We watched you and we were in high school. You come yeah. up and seen and like, it's like, who is this guy? This guy's great. Like, Link <laughs> over Creighton. So, like, going through that experience, how did that help you become a leader for the Creighton basketball team then in your upper freshman um, years? Yeah. I mean, it just, everything I did every day, it just pushed me to work that much harder. Um, it forced me to get out of myself and truly lead a group of teammates that that maybe needed some leadership. Um, so, you know, days that maybe they weren't, you know, feeling as well, I'd go and pick them up. Um, you know, maybe if they weren't doing things that at a level that it needed to be done, you know, you remind them of what what maybe they didn't see it, but you remind them of what it could be. Hey, man, I, you know what I just saw? I just went and visited a hospital this morning. I seen a kid in a wheelchair. He's never going to walk again. Hey, you're coming in here, you're moping, you're pouting. And that, that shines some light on it. You know, it, it, it can, it, once you put that picture and that aspect in somebody's mind, they start to realize, you know what, you're right. Right? And I, had a, I was fortunate to play with really good guys um, who understood that and understood that there was bigger things going on in life and that's how I led um, things that I saw I try to put into perspective for them um, you're going to have your good days and bad days that's everybody um, um, but if you could limit you know your bad days and and try to put in perspective what's really going on on your bad days I think it helps you lead I think it helps you be a better person so playing for coach Altman do you have any like memories or, or funny things I know when I was a student manager at UNO, it was just being behind the scenes was kind of cool. There's always funny <laughs> yeah. stories. You probably yeah. got to have a, a few funny stories with Coach Altman. Yeah, I you know, Coach Altman used to he never called me Antoine. He always called me A. I was like ah A. And I remember one time, me and uh, one of my old teammates, uh, his name was Josh Jones. 
And uh, he was one of my, he was my roommate at Creighton. He played at uh, Central, Omaha Central High School. And uh, we were doing a drill. It's like a one more passing drill. And uh, Josh had, instead of making the extra pass, he had shot it. He just kind of had a brain fart. And uh, Coach Altman goes, Josh, it's not Josh Jones on the scoreboard. It's the Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that was one of the funniest, funniest things ever. Uh, but like I said, it's funny having two different coaches. You know, Coach Altman is super old school. Like the dude, dude, if he didn't have to go to a smartphone, he would have never had it. I mean, I think he hung on to the flip phone as long as he could. Uh, and he probably still doesn't know you can get email to your phone, but that's just coach Hall. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So was out of your four years at Creighton, was there one year where you could just tell the team was different and everyone was on the same page and, you all yeah. just really clicked. Uh, I would say junior, senior year. Senior year, we were just – we were really cohesive. We were really tight. Um, we wanted to get better every day. We wanted to be coached hard. Um, and we wanted to win. And and that was the biggest thing. We all wanted to win. There was no agenda individually. And I think that team right there changed – trajectory of the program and from there that year the program just kind of took off um because you you know we left and then you had guys like Doug and you had um you know Will Artino Grant Gibbs from those teams like all those guys understood what it was going to take to win they all understood uh good days bad days and and the bigger aspect of things is okay. I have a bad day. How do I how do I get myself out of it? Well, I'm gonna remind myself that people got it a lot worse than I do. And those guys understood that. And all they did was push all the newer guys that were coming in, and made them understand those things. And it helped us win. And you could see it just keep going and going. And now obviously they're at where they're at. And it started with Coach McDermott. Um, you know, his mindset every day with us um, and his things that he put together to show us, you know, when we would go visit kids in the hospital or things like that and, and just to make other people's days better. Um, it started with him. He's the head of the snake and uh, really good coach. And I'm forever grateful for Coach McDermott. Did you have him for one year? I had him for two years. Two? Yep. Did you, you make the NCAA tournament your senior year? Yeah, we were uh, that year. We played played North Carolina. That's third or second round of the tournament. Yeah. yeah. So. Nice. So you still watch like a lot of Creighton games when you can. I know you're coaching, so you. Yeah. No, I'm the first one. I can't get home quick enough to turn the Jays on, or if I got my iPad in the office, I'm watching the Jays. If mm -hmm. if I can get home and get to a game, I'm I'm always. Uh, follow on them and I talked to coach um McDermott quite a bit um just through text or on the phone and um so I'm fully connected I got back went to a volleyball game uh, about a week or two ago when they played LSU uh the environment was electric and like I said you you have appreciation for other sports when you played a bunch of sports growing up and it was pretty cool to, to see so so you're coaching out in Carney so when's 
when's official practice start and then when's your first game? Yeah, official will start uh, October 1st. First game is November 18th, I believe. So it is off and running. Yeah. What have you uh, learned from your coaching career, how different it is from being a coach kind of on the floor as a point guard? Yeah. uh, I think the biggest thing is, you know, coaches always kind of, if you haven't played or if you don't know, like you kind of always try to analyze maybe what your kids saw or didn't see. And as a player coaching on the floor and now coaching, I'm always like, you know, they'll look at me for guys. I'm like, look, you're playing the game. Like I'm coaching you, but you're playing. It's everything's through your eyes and what you see and don't see. So, you know, if you take a shot, don't look at me or, or, or look at me if you should shoot it or not shoot it. Hey, if you're open, let it go, let it fly. Um, so I take the same models that Coach Mag gave me, Coach uh, Darren DeVries, uh, Steve Lutz, who's now at Western Kentucky, um, Coach Altman. I take a lot of stuff from those guys. Uh, Steve Murfield, who's still at uh, Creighton right now as an assistant coach. And I use all their coaching styles, and I kind of merge it to me and who I am and, and how I like to be coached and try to give it to my kids. Sweet. Well, hey, Antoine, we appreciate you joining us and just kind yeah. of sharing your story, all the crazy yep. memories, and kind of how, what you're up to now. We appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on.